Welcome to Sportsbeat KC, the Kansas City Star Sports Podcast presented by First Federal Bank. It's Thursday, May 26th, and I'm Blair Kirkhoff. It's always good to hear from the Chiefs, and when we do, so do you. On today's Sportsbeat KC, you'll hear from quarterback Patrick Mahomes, tight end Travis Kelsey, and head coach Andy Reid. You'll hear a variety of topics covered in a press conference setting. Mahomes and Kelsey were asked several questions about the team's newcomers and the pass-and-catch get-together in Texas with quarterbacks and receivers. Also, you'll hear Mahomes talk a little smack about the upcoming golf tournament, The Match. I think it's coming up next week with, uh, of course, with Tom Brady, Aaron Rodgers, and Mahomes' partner, Josh Allen. Okay, let's get started with Mahomes, followed by Kelsey and then Andy Reid. Patrick, can you talk about um, just what uh, you got out of the guys working out together in Texas and, and why you wanted that to be the setup? Yeah, well, I mean, first off, I think we got some chemistry in. Um, just getting with those guys um, for uh, almost a month and uh, working out with them, throwing with them. We'd go to lunch, go to dinner, stuff like that. You kind of build that chemistry, and I think a big part, uh, especially our offense, is having that chemistry on the field, being able to know what the guy's doing without having to talk about it. Um, and uh, I think it's translated. I mean, so far in the practice that we have, we feel like we're on the same page and, and uh, kind of having that chemistry, and we're going to keep building on that. Patrick, what? Getting the first look at some of this new offense, it seemed like you're really in sync with Marquez. Um, what, why did, what, what would lead to that, do you think, the, so soon to just be so have such a rapport right now? Yeah, I think it's been really cool. Um, I mean, those are, I mean, him, Juju, some of those guys were down there, I mean, every day pretty much. And uh, uh, I think the first day, Juju had a big day. He got a lot of big catches down the sideline. And then the second day, Marquez got a big day. And so uh, I think you, you, we, that's what you're going to see at this offense this year is it's going to be everybody. It's not going to be one guy. I um, mean, obviously, Travis is going to still get a lot of completions, a lot of yards, but I think the whole receiving room um, is going to have big days, and I think that could be something that we can use to our advantage. What do you think being able to just spread the football out, you know, a bit in, in that sense is going to do for the offense, maybe even? push it to, to new heights. Yeah, I think I think we're going to be different. I think at the you saw last year um, defenses had started to formulate a good game plan, at least at the beginning of the season, of trying to kind of maintain stopping Tyreek and stopping Trav. And uh, we had to find ways to have success other ways so we can get those guys open. I think this year will become different where you're not going to know where you're going to get the, the deep ball from. You're not going to know where you're going to get the short pass from because we have a lot of different guys that can do it all. So uh, I think having all those guys, I think it will help us get more of those deep throws that we've been accustomed to. Coach Reed talked about your maturity. Um, how, how important was his trust in you to be able to have those guys down in Texas? Yeah, we talked. We, we talked about it, and he he had the trust in me to get the guys there. Um, I thought it was cool because when you're in the building and um, you you see each other, but you're still with different coaches. Uh, you have certain meetings you have together, certain meetings you don't have together, and to be able to get down there and just be with those guys at all times, talk through how I see routes, and then they, them get to go to the virtual meetings and listen to how the coaches explain routes. It helps you get a, a a better understanding for each other. So that, I think that was the biggest thing is um, him trusting in us to get our workouts in, get our bodies right. Uh, run the routes, get a head start, and then when we got in here, we, we could play fast, and I think that's what we've done. How much have you been able to find out about guys that you hadn't played with? Yeah, I found out a ton. I mean, these guys are smart. I think that's that's been a big thing for me. Um, Marquez, Juju, Corey Coleman, all, all these all these guys, that these new guys that we have in the building, they're smart, they work hard, and they want to compete. Um, there's, it's a very deep receiving room. I mean, uh, it's hard to tell which guys you're, you're going to make it because we have so many good receivers. And so uh, that's what you want. You want that competition. You want guys competing every single day to try to make the roster because they're going to help us in the end. Is that a new trend now? I mean, you know, you doing that, taking your players down to uh, Texas, Deshaun taking his teammates down to the Bahamas and stuff like that to where 
uh, not only are you build a rapport, but again, you are getting a chance to get get to know these players and and see what the likes, dislikes are, see what you can and can't do with the players and stuff. Yeah, and I think you see in especially those two situations, but a lot around the NFL is you're getting a lot of different new quarterbacks and new places. You're getting new receivers and new places, and so you want to build that chemistry fast. You want to have success, and uh, I think the best way to do that is get away from the building. I mean, in the building. You, everybody's in their P's and Q's. Everybody's trying to be the best they can be. But you want to be with someone outside the building, see what their family's like, see what how, kind of how what they like, what their interests are. Um, and uh, for me, uh, just being able to have them down in Texas, I got to show them a little bit of the Dallas Mavericks and everything like that. So we uh, we, we get to show them uh, how, how we do it down in Texas too. But also there was footage of you at the, at the soccer game with them. I mean, how often do you see yourself doing that throughout the year? You know, with, with your teammates and stuff like that, attending events like that. Yeah, I mean that's gonna be important. Um, especially getting to them to see KC and the passion that the fan bases have out here. Uh, I mean, they, they want to be a part of this just as much as anybody, and uh, they are now. And so uh, for, for me, just I, I ask guys, I'm just like, hey, I'm going to start game, y'all want to come, and that thing was full. Everybody wanted to be there. Um, and so uh, stuff like that, we have went to Royals games. Uh, we, we've, we're going to get around the – get around the city and get to see everything about it. And I'm going to introduce these guys to everything, and they'll fall in love with it just like I did. There's a lot of discussion about Justin Ross and his process to get here. It's, mm-hmm. it's obviously early, but just what are your first impressions of passing the ball to him, seeing how he sees the offense, and obviously knowing the talent he was in college mm-hmm. before the injuries? Yeah, I mean, you still see the talent. I think that's the first thing. I mean, I know people saw the catch on Twitter, but, I mean, it's just – the way he catches the football out of the air, um, he snatches it, there's no drops, everything like that. Now it's about him learning the NFL offense. I mean, that's how it is for every rookie when they come in is you, you don't see that, that top talent that they can be until they learn and they can just play fast. Um, and I, I think, you, I think you, you've seen that. You've seen the splashes of how talented he can be. And then you've seen times where he's just, just barely off of what we wanted. And he learns from that. He doesn't make that same mistake. Um, and so just the more and more reps that he gets, I, I can only imagine how good he's going to be because of the talent that he, that he possesses. There, there's an there's a, there's a interesting dynamic going on where, you know, most of the guys are here, obviously, on offense. Mm-hmm. Can you see the difference of the cohesion and, and the offensive line considering there were so many new guys last year mm-hmm. and then – how many? How much discussion have you had with Orlando about his situation, and how eager are you to sort of get him back into the fold? Yeah, I mean, I mean, you see the offensive line, you see the difference. Already, I mean, it's clear those guys are like one unit, man. They're always together. Uh, they're always they go to different events together. They eat dinners like once a week. I mean, they're they're they're. If you talk about offensive line in a unit, I mean, that's what it is, and uh, that's why we have they did so well last year, and they'll continue to do well. And Orlando, I talk to him like once at least once a week. I mean. He, he's a guy that loves football. There's no doubt about that. And, and that off-the-field stuff, I mean, you, that happens in every organization, every team. Um, but I, I know he wants to be here. He wants to be a Kansas City Chief. And, uh, I mean, he, he wants to be on that football field more than anybody. I know we're not going to couple more guys. But, Let's move it around a little bit. Uh, but, of course, you got the, you know, the match coming up next week. Brady's been you know, doing some stuff on social media, talking stuff on social media. What, what exactly – how did that come about? And then, you know, what can we expect next, next week? Yeah, I've been talking to those guys for a couple of years uh, now, and it worked out well where I was able to go out there, play the game that I love, and, and golf, uh, play against other quarterbacks, which will be fun, and we give the block back to charity, which is a big part of that thing. Um, and so uh, to be able to do that, it's going to be really cool to get out there with those guys and uh, me and Josh go out there, get a dub. <sighs> Uh, against the old guys, uh, they, they they've been trying to talk trash, but you can tell it's either scripted or old jokes that they found on Twitter. So uh, when we get on that golf course and we get to really talk trash, I know me and Josh are going to do that, and we're going to win the win the match as well. Go ahead. Here we go, last four. You had a throw today to eighty four Justin Watson in the mm-hmm. corner of the end zone there. 
this time of year, especially with new players that you're working with for the first time and young players, how important are plays like that to building confidence in those guys? And how important is it to the receiver to get confidence in plays like that? Yeah, I mean, Watson's been a, I mean, a, a pleasant surprise, what they say, a pleasant surprise. I mean, that, that, that dude can roll. I, I remember he came down to Texas, and I threw with him the first day, and I, I called I called Veach, and I was like, wait, how fast is this guy? Because he was, he was running so fast that I was late on all my throws. Um, and so he's got out here these first few days, had two great days. Um, we have a lot of, like I said, we have a lot of guys in that receiving room that, that, like, that are going to make, if they don't make our team, they're going to make other teams. Um, and so uh, we have a lot of talent in that room. Um, we have reps like this where we're rotating a lot of different receivers in. You get to see the guy step up and make plays. Um, and uh, today he made a big play in the, in the corner of the end zone. So uh, it, it is important to have these guys, let them get chances. And when they get their chances, they're going to go out and try to make the most of them. Patrick, you were involved a lot with the HBCU Bowl and everything involved in that. And there were four HBCU players drafted uh, you know, this past year. Just how happy are you to see the progress involved with HBCUs with everything you've been in, in your involvement with? And to see the Chiefs actually draft an HBCU player first as well, you know, and the history of the Chiefs with HBCU players. How, how are you excited? Yeah, I mean, it's a, it was super exciting for me. I mean, when you look back and they didn't have a player drafted last year, uh, and then now to have some have four guys going, I mean, you just wanted to shed light on these guys. I mean, they're guys that are, are super talented. Um, they're, they're playing in a competitive, uh, competitive division, and uh, you want to give them that platform. And I think the HBCU bowl game gave them that, and you saw that they got on that platform. They made plays happen. Uh, they had the combine as well, and then you got four guys getting drafted and more in, in camps. And so uh, uh, I think just kind of giving them that light and then letting them go do what they've been doing, and they've been doing it for a long time. So uh, we gave them that platform, and they made the most of it. Patrick, how much more are you enjoying this offseason? I mean, one, there's no more COVID, so you can get together with the guys, right? And you're not dealing with rehab and the foot surgery. Mm -hmm. But Sterling's a little bit older, so you're not having to deal with the newborn moments that every parent knows. You're married. You know, some of those pieces are falling into place. So just are you feeling more settled as a person? How does that maybe help you? Uh, as a football player. Yeah, I mean, first off, the no, the no surgery and being able to train right out the gate uh, was huge for me. I feel like I'm in a way better spot uh, physically. Uh, I feel like my golf game's in a better spot. I get to play more. <laughs> um, but, uh, no, it's it's been cool. I mean, uh, getting to hang out with all these guys in Texas, um, Sterling, uh, Obviously, being older, she has that personality now. She she can walk. It's like she started walking, and then all of a sudden, I'm like I'm like having to play defense because she's everywhere. She's sprinting everywhere. Um, but uh, just I mean, it's been it's been cool to be back to normal, uh, back to where you can hang out with these guys, hang out with the family, hang out with the friends, and uh, and play football. I mean, you can't beat it. Sam, I wanted to ask just one more thing about getting together with the guys. Are you like calling plays down there? Like, how, how do you organize that aspect of it? Yeah, we started out, um, we were just going through plays. So we, we talk about the route, how we run the route versus these coverages, uh, how we run the route based off what, what the concept is. And then by the end of it, we call we would call the play and then talk through it two, two guys at a time. Shane was with me a lot of the time. We had quarterbacks down there. So we, we could really throw like two guys at a time. They could run routes off each other. Um, and I thought I thought it was a good way to like I said it, I mean there's one there's one way when the coach is teaching it and, there, and then there's a way whenever I get to explain how I'm thinking and uh, their job is to, to learn how to run it the, the way the coach the coach wants and then to be on the same page as me and I thought that was a good way to start that last one Herb. it was like oh, a, it was like a month long though yeah it was like a month long we I think we did four weeks and and those guys were I mean they were there pretty much the whole time Herb. Patrick, on, on Tuesday, you took to Twitter and expressed uh, condolences and some heartbreak over what occurred down there in Texas. Mm -hmm. um, if I'm not mistaken, I think it's only like five hours from your mm -hmm. hometown. How much do you plan to do anything um, for that community? Or are there plans to do something for the community from, as a native Texan? Yeah, yeah, there, there's there's plans. I mean, there's we have people on, from Texas Tech that have already reached out to me that are from that area that are that have 
that they have great plans with their foundations of giving back and to those, those families. Um, I mean, you just you want to. We have to find a way as a nation that we we can bring this. I mean, it's never going to completely stop, but but lower the the cases of all these people going out and and shooting, especially especially these these kids. I mean, they have no chance. I mean, they're just living their life trying to trying to grow up. And as a father now, I mean, it's it's scary. I mean, it's scary for all of us. That whenever you're taking your kids to school and you want it to be a safe place and stuff like this is happening day after day, and I you just don't want to come. People say, it, but you don't want to come numb to it. You don't want to just be able to. Oh, condolences, and then all of a sudden we're practicing the next day, and like nothing happened. I mean, you want to make sure that we're we're holding people accountable, that we do whatever the steps are. I don't know the steps. I'm not going to act like I do to to try to minimize this as much as possible. Buying your first home is a huge milestone, but the journey there can be confusing. First Federal Bank of Kansas City is here to make it simple. After nearly a century of serving the KC community, our loan advisors have experience in every type of housing market. With a short phone call, we can give you a free rate quote and talk through loan options. No pressure, no obligation. The road to home ownership can be simple with First Federal Bank. Get started with a free quote at ffbkc.com homes. First Federal Bank of Kansas City, because banking is personal. Member FDIC, Equal Housing Lender. Travis, it's a, your first chance to be around a lot of these young players at this, at these OTAs yeah. these, these couple of weeks. What have you seen so far out of some of the, the new guys especially? Um, guys flying around, and that's all you can really ask for is, uh, you know, they come into the building, they understand uh, the type of energy that we have here. Um, a lot of the new guys, uh, especially the young guys coming from college ball, um, you know, they're, they're not used to how we work here. And it's just a little bit more uh, professional, a little bit more attention to detail, but we still like to fly around and have a good time. And um, that's what you saw today, just guys trying to trying to get into it and uh, enjoy, you know, being around each other and building this thing. Travis, what do you see out of the, a lot of the new receivers changing most about the way you guys are able to operate? Um, well, I mean, we're still at the beginning stages of, you know, the, the installs, the, the beginning part of the playbook. Just trying to get guys to to understand where to line up and how to how to you know play fast from there. So it's uh, it's still developing, but it's just it's it's awesome to see uh, guys like Quez and and Juju come in with the type of mentality they they've they've came in with the professionalism, the want to to know how to get things going, and then just the work ethic out there getting a little uncomfortable every single day to you know really build that that machine. So we're out there. Uh, Playing fast. We got you guys coaching uh, and Patrick about you guys being down in Texas. Uh, how much carryover do you see? Oh, yeah. You know, being out there. Well, I mean, it helped get guys uh, rolling a little bit quicker. Got us acclimated um, as like teammates. You know, the chemistry was already there. Great, great guys are coming into the building, and um, from there, it's just you know figuring out uh, how Coach Reed wants to utilize us all, and. Uh, yeah, that's where that's where we're at right now with the with the new guys. What was your favorite part of having wrinkles every year in the offense? But I, I wonder if you feel like by the time this is all said and done, this might be a little more, a little more, just because of the change. Of that's the, the excitement in my mind. I, I think it it has to be a new offense. I think that's what Coach Reed and the offensive staff uh, does, and even Spags on the defensive side. You know, they they look at the personnel that they have. Um, and don't get caught up in their specific scheme. They try and build a scheme around the pieces that they got. And, uh, and that's going to be the excitement of, you know, what's new this year is teams are going to have to see how we're, how we're going to come out and attack them. And um, with a guy like 1-5 out there who, who knows where to go with the ball, I think, it's, uh, I think it can be an advantage for sure. Travis, how much of that do you think involves you and your, your responsibilities? I hope, like- I hope a whole lot. Yeah, ask me. I want to be out there every every chance I can get to try and help this team win, man. I, I just mean in terms of like 
if you're saying the offense is new, or if it has to sort of morph into something different, how much do you think that involves you, even though there are new pieces sort of around you? Yeah, I feel like I've had to evolve week in, week out, year in, year out. That's just the mentality that I have to always try and find a new way that Coach Reed can utilize me. Um, that's kind of been my uh, where, I, where I, I'm, I'm most prideful is be able to move all over the field, in the backfield, out wide, uh, obviously in the traditional tight end situations. Um, and that's really this entire offense has evolved into everybody being everywhere, um, attacking you at, 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 with all these different routes. And, and you know what? That's, that's why I love being here because you get that opportunity to um, always get the defense to second guess exactly what you're doing. Travis, we know that uh, Tyreek was a, a big personality. How different has, has this process initially felt? And, and what would be maybe, I don't know if I want to say identity, uh, identity identifying of the new room? What is the new room? I mean, it's still, it's still fun out there. I and mean, it's still high energy, guys flying around, enjoying, you know, making plays. Um, a, lot of, a lot of thinking right now, you know, in the beginning stages of the playbook. Guys not just out there, you know, playing fast and fun. They're really more so thinking about exactly how they are going to run a certain route or how they're going to get lined up and leaving the huddle trying to, you know, just piece together what they just heard. So it's just uh, trying to keep everybody, you know, still in the mode of enjoying what they're doing out there uh, and let them know that this uh, this is fun, man. When we're rolling, it's, uh, it's a blast. Travis, to see Jody out there again, you know, what's that? Jody F, man. 8-8, eight, eight, man. He's, uh, he's one of the hardest workers I know, and it's, uh, he's relentless with it. He, he's, his, uh, his, his want and knowledge for the game to always try and get better. And then on top of that, to pass it along to guys that, you know, uh, haven't had the reps. You know, you can see that in him and being a leader, and it's just uh, it's fun watching him uh, get back out there and have some more fun because when he's, he's flying around out there, man, he's, there's a lot of energy out there on the field. Travis, what, was your, what was your first reaction to Tyreek? Being gone, and what kind of communication have you had with him? Man, it was—I uh, mean, it was—I don't want to say disappointed, but it was—I I was sad, man. It was—you know—I've I've, I've came into this building for the past, I think, what six years, seven years, uh, going to work with that guy, and it's just—you know—it's it's just different world uh, thinking about what this team would be without him. But now it's—we're um, rolling, and, uh, and I can see a vision for sure. Are you in touch with him a bit? Um, here and there, for sure. Yeah, definitely. I mean, that's. That's a relationship I don't think I'll ever I'll ever lose for sure. What was your uh, What was your favorite part about the time together with the guys in tech? Um, just to see how hard they work, really. Their attention to detail that was exciting for me to see. You know, we're getting professionals coming in this building that want to want to, you know, get better, find ways to to be great. The Justin Ross catch on, on Twitter, you, you know, I saw it and Coach we requested more juice. What was it? More juice, man. He was out there just, he, you could tell he had been through a few routes in a row, and then he runs this double move deep route, and he just catches it with ease and just just gets gasping for air. I'm like, man, you make a catch like that, you got to let every, everybody know what you just did, man. You can't just make a casual catch. like I'm like, damn, that was kind of deflating to see you just kind of run back to the huddle like that, man. I need you to fuel me with life, man. Get hype. Chad's 36. Winchester's a couple of weeks older than you are. You're number three as far as the oldest guys on this team. Yeah, this is voluntary. What keeps you out there on the for voluntary OTAs? And I love it, What man. keeps you young, man? I love it, man. I've, uh, I've always had a, a love for competition, getting better, the, the work ethic um, that I've gotten really from my family, my brother. I, I saw how professional he was when, even when he was in college and the type of attention to detail he had. And when you do the things, you start to lead your life in the right way. It just, it's a steady incline. 
of, uh, of getting better at whatever craft that you choose. And um, I chose football, and I, I feel that year in, year out, and uh, I, I just love it, man. Are there things it. you have to do different? And on top of that, I mean, we got new guys in this building. I'm, I'm trying to, you know, win some ball games here. So you're, you're going to see me in this building, you know, just trying to help out any way I can. You talked about getting better. Oh, I'm sorry, go ahead. No, I was going to say, are there things you have to do different now at your age? Just to keep yourself kind of fresh. I think the biggest thing is all recovery. It's all just, uh, you know, making sure that the body's at its peak at all times. And that's the, that's the biggest thing. That's probably the, the one thing that I've asked uh, tight ends or, or the guys before me, um, even my brother who's two years older than me, kind of going through the same things. It's just, you know, trying to, trying to find ways to recover and get the body back to 100%. Um, day in, day out, week in, week out. And uh, you just focus on certain things throughout your career that you know work for you. And, uh, yeah, I've, uh, I think I found a groove that's, uh, that's worked pretty good. You talk about getting better. Uh, tight end university is coming back for oh, the yeah. year. Uh, how much do you just embrace the camaraderie and also embrace the mentorship of the other tight ends? To be honest, man, I don't even see it as mentorship for me. I, I'm like a little kid uh, at tight end you, man. It's just so much fun being around. Uh, guys that uh, that all you know are working for the same thing. We're all trying to do the same thing. We're all trying to get better at the same craft, and it's um, it's fun just you know passing around the knowledge that I have, and but also you know absorbing everybody else's stories, their what they've been through in their journeys. Um, hopefully, we get some uh, the, some some new faces to speak this year, and it's uh, and it's gonna be it's gonna be a blast. I already know it is. It, it was last year, and I'm pretty sure everybody's pumped up for it again this year. Actually, <coughs> there might have been another thing. First, do you have any reaction to Kittle basically saying that you're criminally underpaid after seeing what happened to the wide receivers? And then also, uh, what are your plans for watching the match next week? Yeah, Kittle's uh, – I appreciate Kittle saying that because, you know, that's my guy, and he always wants to see every tight end get paid as much as, you know, they, the, their production is. But at the same time, um, I signed my contract understanding what, uh, what I had. And uh, at the same time, you know, I, um, I put a lot into this, man, and, and – and, Money is, uh, I, I, money in my mind is almost a, a secondary at this point in my career. I'm just, I'm, I'm here for the legacy, and I'm here to try and make the Kansas City Chiefs the best team possible, man. So I'm, that's my main focus. That's why I'm here. And uh, what was the second question again? What are your plans for watching the match next week? Um, I'm gonna try and be out there, man, and heckle Pat and the, and the gang, and see, see if I can get any action on, on live TV. I have no idea, actually. Um, <laughs> haven't, haven't really thought much about that. <laughs> haven't really thought much about that. I hope Pat brings it home, him and Josh. How's the game? Uh, I mean, we already won one tournament yeah. on that course, so who knows, man. <laughs> you might get a second dub. Travis, I don't know if you've seen this, but there was an interview today with LaShawn McCoy where he was talking about his time here in Kansas City. Mentioned that he kind of butted heads with Eric Bieniemy, and he says the reason that he hasn't gotten a head coaching job is because of the relationships he has with players. I know you—he's not the easiest guy to play for, right? I mean, him. do you think that has hurt him in his? Uh, I haven't seen the interview. I haven't seen the interview. Um, I—I uh, I think everybody has their own personal relationships, you know, throughout their journey throughout life. I know um, some people that have said bad things about others that I've absolutely adored. Um, and um, I think this would be a situation if he did say I don't even really know what he said, but if he's saying, you know, bad things about him, I know I have a great relationship with him. Um, I've even butted heads with him, but at the same time, I know what that guy's about, and that guy's about working hard for the for the whole of the team and making sure that everybody's accountable. And on top of that, he's just a passionate guy. He's a competitor, 
you know, one of the best competitors that, I, that I've ever met because is how hard he works and how much uh, attention to detail that he has. You spent your entire career in and around with him. Mm-hmm. You don't think anything you've seen from him in dealing with players should prevent him from being a head coach? Not a chance. A couple more guys, well, Pete and then Sam. Uh, I saw that uh, the Eagles have drafted a center. Your brother was seemed, seemed to be all about that. And last year, it took Noah Gray. Just how has he been developing under you? Uh, had a kind of a quiet year, but it, it seems like this could be a, a bigger year. For him. Oh yeah, I mean Noah's man. It's it's fun. We got a fun tight end room, man. With Noah Jody uh, on on the rise and just seeing them develop uh, week in week out. Um, it's uh, it's cool to see Noah his professionalism in the building because he's far beyond my uh, <laughs> silly self, especially my, my rookie year and my second year in the league. Uh, he's way more professional than I ever was. So seeing him progress as fast as he, as he has, and last year being very productive for us in a lot of situations, um, especially even when the game is on the line, you know what I mean? And it's, uh, it's cool to see where he's, he's gotten, and it's, you know, it's going to be fun to see where he takes it to the next level. Because uh, his work ethic, I mean, when you work that hard and you have that much attention to detail, you have no uh, no choice but to go up. Man. Will, they, will Jody and Noah be at Titan University? Um, I, that's a question you have to ask them. I know they got the invite for sure. Sam, Travis, how long were you in the, the Dallas whenever you guys were working out? Um, I think it was about two weeks I was down there, uh, like uh, three days out of the week. I think that was probably it was like a Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday for two, three weeks. You just mentioned the professionals in the first two years you had in the league, but do you feel like just making a point to attend something? I mean, you already have a connection with Patrick, obviously. Do making a point to that is just part of you know setting an example. I'm sorry, I, I didn't. Do you feel like attending that? You know, is, is part of just trying to set an example, trying to get to know the other guys. I mean, oh, just showing up. I'm th- down in Dallas. Yeah. I think that I don't know. I, I was trying to get better too. I mean, heck, past throwing them. I'm down to go get some routes or loosen it up, you know, go to work, throw the ball out in the yard, you know. Let's just go play catch. I don't care, man. Hey, this is Blair. There are several ways to access the Star Sports section. Let me tell you about a couple of them. There is Sports Pass. For $12.99 a month, you get unlimited digital access to all of the Star Sports content, including beat writing, columns, features, pretty much everything we write. The deal renews monthly until you tell us to cancel. For $159.99 a year, you get everything the Star has to offer digitally, including sports and the e-edition. Go to KansasCity.com and drop down to the bottom of the page where it says Start a Subscription for more information. Your support has never been more important. As always, thanks for reading and listening. All right. Good to see everybody. Um, we got a, a few injuries uh or sickness, we've had a couple muscle pull things, but uh, nothing, nothing that uh, is big, and it is the off season. So I'm gonna just kind of leave, leave it at that. Um, you know, listen, our hearts go out for the, these tragedies that are that have taken place here the last couple of weeks, and and uh, you know, whether it was in New York or Texas, I mean, that's a um, that's a shame that that's where things are at. But um, I, I know through good people, though. We'll get that all straightened out. But for those families, you know, again, our hearts go out to them. So with that, um, it's great to have these guys back in here. We've had a good turnout. Uh, they're working hard within the rules of what you can do. So, um, and, and they're competing the best they can, uh, but, you know, again, within the rules. So uh, it's good to introduce all this new stuff to, 
to the new players, and they seem to be very responsive, picking it up, and uh, they had some carryover from phase two to phase three, uh, which is which has been good to see that. So, with that, time's yours. <clears throat> Andy, when you see the receivers out there, and you had a good keen eye on them, what are you seeing from some of the guys and how they're just trying to all mesh them together? Yeah, they uh, kind of like what I see. Um, big, big guys um, that they can run and play physical, you know, again, with the the rules. There's no bump and run, so <clears throat> they haven't had to answer that part of it. But um, you know, they, they're big, strong guys. I, I kind of, I mean, I like that. What I'm seeing. Uh, again, I think it's important. The more reps we can get with them and Pat, I think that's that helps. So. Didn't. Oh, sorry. Yeah, Didn't see McCall <clears throat> out there. Yeah, McCall. He, he's one of the ones that he tweaked the hamstring uh, early there. So yesterday. Coach Patrick had the opportunity to work with some of those receivers and running backs in Texas. Do you see a lot of carryover from that today? Say that one more time. Oh. Patrick had the opportunity Coach, to work with. Yeah, guys. yeah, you can see the yeah the times that he he worked with the guys in Texas uh, that has carried over. He was able to hit the base routes and you know, they weren't able to. Uh, they did a little bit of putting the routes together, but some of the new things, um, you know, Pat's working through with them, and uh, it's been it's been good. I mean, the way better execution. Uh, than you'd think for a bunch of new guys together. Coach, with all the new offensive players that you're going to have this year, what's to do for you? I mean, I, you know, they, they consider you an offensive mind. Do, do you like staying up late at night trying to design new plays, knowing that you got bigger, bigger, more physical receivers than what you've had in, in the previous year? What, what type of challenges is it? Yeah, so we got we've got a lot in the um, that we've shown over the years here. So we've covered a lot of bases with the with the volume of plays that we've had. So we've, we're able to dust a few things off and put them back in, and uh, that maybe are more conducive to a bigger player. But um, other than that, I mean, it's kind of the same same stuff we've been doing. Uh, these guys have fit right in doing it. <clears throat> uh, the one one thing that you notice is that they've got size, but then they can run also, and that's uh, there's good speed out there, which which helps. On a, on a housekeeping note, the league uh, a few months ago. At their meeting back in March, uh, I guess mandated an offensive assistant. Where are you all at in the hand of that? And have you are you all looking at like any HBCU coaches to give them that one year internship? Yeah. So Danny Williams was promoted into that that spot. He was kind of doing that anyways, but he's promoted into that spot. Yeah. So um, and he's he's been in the quarterback room and and uh, and played it in college and so on. So he's a nice uh, nice addition. Doing just a, a bit more on the offensive side than what he was. And then what the, what the league had this past week with Eric Bieniemy going out there, what is it that he would pick up differently than you know he's had interviews over the last few years? I mean, what about this meeting these past two weeks? Is he gonna get any different? <clears throat> yeah. So I talked to EB and I also talked to Tim Terry, who also went out there from uh, the general manager standpoint. So they have both head coaching and general manager teaching session. Um, both guys said it was phenomenal. Both guys have been around, so they've seen different programs that have taken place. But they're really impressed by what the league presented to them. And uh, my hat goes off to the owners for showing up and being there and help educate. Um, I think that's very important. Um, and it's not talk. I mean, they were there and they they were sharing things that they look at um, as owners um, and when hiring a head coach and a general manager. Invaluable. So. I'm, I'm glad it worked out well. I know 
Troy Vincent, Roger Goodell spent a lot of time organizing it, and it really came off well. Coach, when it comes to uh, Orlando Brown Jr., and less about his attendance today, because obviously it's voluntary, but how has that been going? Was there any update when it comes to maybe the talks with him? Um, no, you know, he's still working to get an agent is what he's doing. He's interviewing these different people. So once he gets that taken care of, we'll be able to be able to roll. Um, I know he's working out um, down in Florida, so he is getting his workouts. Coach, you had mentioned during rookie meeting camp you had hoped Sky Moore would be ready for uh, OTAs. It seems like he was kind of limited out there. Was yeah. that because of a setback or you just well, he, he hurt his hamstring before he got here. He hurt his hamstring a bit. He's, he's got big hamstrings to hurt, so I mean, he, he's built on that lower body. So um, we're just letting that thing heal up, and then he's he's chopping at the bit to get in there and go. But just kind of letting that ride right now. Andy, with the big wide receivers, he mentioned maybe dusting oh. off some old plays. Yeah. Was there some self scout that told you in the offseason that there was a point of emphasis to get maybe some bigger targets? No, that that's kind of what was there, and the guys we liked, and it just. We've got a little bit of everything for everybody if, that we can draw from. And so, um, you know, we, we dust a few things off for the bigger guys that, that we think they do well after watching their tape. And uh, so we'll put a couple things in there. Can't tell you what they are. We'll put them in. <laughs> with, with the secondary, Andy, um, you know, it's the first chance that you're getting to look at uh, a guy like Trent McDuffie and, and Justin Reed sort of playing off of one another. Just what have you seen so far? And and someone else I just want to ask you about is uh, just where is Legarius right now and sort of this offseason process. Yeah, he's getting, he's healing up and getting better. He's doing some of the things versus air out there, so <clears throat> he'll be all right. He's just getting, it needs to be a little bit stronger and then he'll be, he'll be good to go. Um, with the new kids, uh, we're throwing them right in and giving them a chance to see uh, what this NFL thing's about. And, um, they, they've had some good plays. They've had some plays they got to work on. Uh, but uh, potential, and I'm not big on. But it looks like they've got, uh, you know, they've got good potential. Great attitudes. Very smart, uh, and work hard. So, I'm, uh, though, I'm, it just it's a matter of getting in and seeing everything. Coach, I don't think you've seen this, or I don't know if you've been made aware of this, but the Sean McCoy was on a radio show this morning talking about his time here and kind of having a rift with Eric the enemy. And he says that's the reason that Eric hasn't gotten a job because of his relationships with some players that we haven't seen. Have you seen that in there? Even if you haven't seen that, what do you think about the way Eric is with players in the room? I know it can be demanding, right? Yeah, sure. No, that's uh, and sometimes it's hard on a, a veteran player that maybe their, their, their level, performance level isn't what it used to be, and it's hard to take sometimes. But he, he, he's going to push you. And try to maximize what you've got. Um, that's one of his strengths. He's no different than he is with you guys. He's going to come in and shoot you straight. Sometimes you want to hear it, sometimes you don't. And, uh, you know, I'm a big LaShawn fan. Uh, he's, in my eyes, he's a future Hall of Fame running back. With a, if you look at statistically, he was tremendous. So, um, But he wasn't the youngest pup, uh, uh, you know, in the kennel here, man. He was... He was uh, uh, on backside, and sometimes that's hard to take. You don't think Eric's got any issues dealing with players, and that's holding him back from being a head coach? No, I, you know, I mean, you've been here, you've seen it, um, how he how he does, and you see the love that the players have for him. I mean, he's got all these guys standing up for him and, and saying positive things. 
Um, you know, so that's that's what it is. You know, he's a he's a heck of a football coach, and uh, you know I'm disappointed that he hasn't had a chance, uh, but I'm optimistic that he's going to have one in the future. Here, so. Andy, with the uh, with the way this, couple more guys, sorry, with the way this was set up, uh, obviously differently than years past. Obviously, trying to get back to normal, allowing Pat and the guys to sort of work in Texas. Was there anything that you in talking with Pat could take from that that can be applied here? Is it a smoother transition? Just uh, yeah. what do you feel like you gather, or the guys themselves gather before you obviously have a more team? Yeah, well, yeah. No, I thought it was uh, it was important that they got together. Um, we, we did things with them virtually, which I took as a learning from the last couple of years. So I felt comfortable doing that. I knew they were going to work out. They had a workout facility. <clears throat> and um, you can see that they got things done. Um, yeah, I think it, from my standpoint to them, it shows some trust that I have in them. And uh, it, it's, a, it, it's a long season that we've put together over the last few years, So, which means it's a short off season. And I, I think sometimes it's not bad just to step back an inch. And then you saw you guys felt the energy out there today. It's like ridiculous right now. So uh, we're getting these positive practices right now with a tremendous amount of energy. Coach, I know it's just day two of OJs, but kind of an overarching question with all the new additions and then with a lot of key players leaving, do you feel like that core chemistry is still there? Again, I know it's early, but do you feel like you feel that with the players? Yeah, I think, uh, yeah, I believe it's there. Um, uh, I think it starts with Pat and Kels and, you know, some of the guys that are returning. We had some young guys that were returning that I think is <clears throat> is real positive for uh, for both sides of the ball and special teams. But I think, on the other hand, I think it's also a time to develop your own personality as a football team. And so they'll get in there and and there'll be some highs, there'll be some lows as they work through everything, and, and then you're going to come out with, with what they are, you know, uh, what this team is. And um, but I, I feel confident we have the, the right personalities. I feel confident that we, uh, you know, we've got good players. So looking forward to it. We'll go last through, go Todd, by and Herbie. Uh, speaking of Pat, uh, you've always talked about him being a mature guy, but... You know, some of the pieces are falling into place in his life. Like, you know, he started a family. Now it's not a newborn, right? So a little bit easier there. He's gotten married. He's not having to deal with rehab from a surgery this season. Is he enjoying this offseason process a little bit more? Are you seeing, you know, are you seeing a, a positive benefit of the, the, those pieces of his personal life falling into place? Yeah, I've talked to him about that. I mean, he, he knows that it is another step in life, and, and he understands that. You know, he understands that that baby's going to cry every once in a while and that he's got to get up and let mom relax. He gets all that. So, um, uh, But he's handling that with, with good graces, and he's done uh, you know, the energy that he brought to bring the guys down to Texas, I think, was a real positive. So, um, you know, that's, that's all part of the maturation process as you go forward. Bye. Andy, you've got a young man from Nigeria with you that, quite a path here, and I, I'm just curious if you've had any chance to speak with him or, or take in any impressions of his, of his story or, or what, what, what he's doing here. I, I have talked to him. Um, he is interesting. He, um, uh, you know, he hasn't been able to do anything with us, so he gets his work visa, all the paperwork. So, um, so I don't know much about that part, but he, he seems to enjoy it here. He's uh, engaged with people. Um, he hasn't been able to do anything. So. 
But in yeah. the system through which he came, it, that seems to be sort of a new tributary. Yeah, I probably can't detail that for yeah, you, but yeah. I'm glad he's here. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Last one, Herb. Coach, apologies for kind of, you know, ending this on a somber note. At the beginning of your comments, you had mentioned the shootings in Buffalo and yeah. in Texas. Um, Steve Kerr had some strong comments. Frank Reich had some strong comments. How much should coaches at professional levels use this platform to speak out on that type of violence? Yeah, I mean, I think everybody has their own opinion. I think the bottom line is, uh, it's got to stop, and what can we do to help make it stop? I, I'm not sure I have the answer other than if we see signs of something, then as parents and as you know, teachers or whomever, uh, try to help that person out and get them get them into a place where they can get things straight. But right now, there's too many things happening <clears throat> up here in the cranial compartment that we need to. That are that are killing people, not good, not good for whatever reason. It's not good, and it's more than it's ever been. And it's you know, it's got to stop. That'll do it for today and this week on Sportsbeat Kansas City. Thanks to Randy Mason for working late and put together today's show, and to the staff of Monty Davis, Jeff Rosen, and Chris Fickett. You know I'm a big fan of the Morning Sports Edition. You will be too. Go to liveedition.kansascity.com for more information. Thanks for listening, and come back for more next week on Sportsbeat KC.